0: Welcome to your wake up call, another episode of Dr. Me First. I am just elated that you're here for another episode with me. I'm your colleague in medicine and your coach in life, Dr. Aaron Wiseman, and I am talking with Dr. Maisha Claiborne today. She is a bomb ass career and entrepreneur coach. She's an integrative family medicine physician before it was cool, and she is just an all-around amazing woman. I have gotten to know her over the last couple months, and I cannot tell you the number of great things that I can absolutely say about her. So I'm so glad to have her on the podcast for her to share what she's doing in the world of medicine and that she brings the word disrupt today. Mm, I love it so much. I hope that I can inspire you all to be disruptors. Be a disruptor in your workplace, be a disruptor in your home, be a disruptor in your own life, because I am ready to help you move from a place of burnout, brokenness, and despair to one that is joy-filled, sustainable, and that you freaking love. So join me in this episode and then stick around afterwards for a kick of encouragement. Okay, here we go. I have another wonderful colleague with us here today. It's Dr. Maisha Clairborne, and she's going to tell you guys how
1: amazing she is and the wonderful work that she's doing in the world. Girl, you are so sweet. So as uh, Dr. Aaron said, I'm Dr. Maisha, and um, I'm a family practitioner by training and I have transitioned uh, to being a coach. So what I do is I help moms in medicine to create profitable businesses, create careers that they love so they can have a life of their design. And I do this through a group and individual coaching programs and online curriculum. I do practice a little bit still. I keep my hands in clinical because I love it. And my background is integrative medicine. I love, love, love integrative medicine. Um, but primarily what I do is I love helping my dots, just like you love helping the dots too.
0: Absolutely. I'm so glad that we connected because... I know that we are both gyrating kind of in the same circles and like Mm -hmm. we would see each other's names but Mm -hmm. since we've had a couple conversation i love how you go after the business and entrepreneurial aspect
1: yeah yeah that's you know it's interesting because i owned my own practice for about 10 years before i transitioned and somewhere along the way i started to realize that I actually like the business and marketing just as much as I like the clinical. And I was like, oh, who would have thought that? And so when it was time for me to transition, I actually initially transitioned to coaching physicians around burnout and well being. And then it just kind of got pulled in the direction of career and creating the ideal career. And then I got pulled in the direction of entrepreneurship. And I love it. I think, in a way, it helps me to access that um, creative side of me because the marketing does that right the the business is more organizational and logistical but the marketing gives you that creative edge and I'm a poet that's what I that's part of what I do I've been writing since I was 11 and writing copy and all that stuff that's just like oof juicy right up there right up my alley
0: that's so good and it's so exciting to hear how you've leaned into those hobbies that i don't know about you but i always thought they were like secondary and
1: then when i start leaning
0: into it and i do them Mm -hmm. that is what like fuels my passion and my fire and that sort of thing
1: yeah man that's 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 exactly how it is and and it really was through the work of you know well part of it is in the integrative background but it was through the work of transitioning into physician wellness that I really got present to, look, I got to walk the talk. I got to drink my own Kool-Aid. So, you know, really getting back into the salsa dancing, the poetry writing, you know, stuff that I had sort of put off as a result of being so busy in my practice. And of course, having a kid will do it to you too. I mean, that was like my main motivation for making the transition is once I have my son who will be five in October. Yay. (laughs) You know, that was the main motivation for getting me transitioned to be able to be flexible, to be with him. And that's a lot of the reasons that the doc moms come to me is because they want to be more flexible. They want to be with their kids. They want to have multiple streams of income.
0: Exactly. So your timeline, so you practiced about 10
1: years, you started transitioning about five years ago. Well, I actually have been practicing for 15 years. Um, I, had my, I started my own practice about five years in. Well, no, that's not true. I started my own practice about so 2004, three years out of residency, and then I straddled. I worked part-time as a locums doc, and then um, I transitioned full-time in my practice in 2012. So then that was around the time that I started feeling like, hmm, there's something more, you know, even though I loved what I was doing in integrative medicine, I kind of saw the bigger picture coming. And, um, and then in 2015, I started the company, um, stress-free mom MD and, uh, just started to grow it. And 2016, I took my first client and 2017, I transitioned out.
0: That's amazing. And I think it's so important for our listeners to hear, like Mm -hmm. it wasn't just one big step, one big like sweep. It has been many, many steps and it will continue to be many, many shifting steps.
1: Oh yeah. Cause I mean, I, like I said, I started out in the realm of um, physician wellness and I feel like in the, in a sense, I still am in that total realm, just approaching it from a different angle. But even, I mean, I certified in hypnotherapy. I'm like a, um, a trainer In hypnotherapy and neuro linguistic programming people might not know what that is look it up um (laughs) but it is it's i can even see i'm always taking the long view and that's a lot of what i empower my docs and moms in medicine especially residents i love speaking in residency programs is you gotta take the long view what do you want things to look like five years from now right you live in the present but you also keep a vision for the future And that's sort of what I do. So I see the next step coming already for 2020 and and how I can continue to empower and really leave a different legacy for this industry. Like that's my biggest commitment is to be able to transform with the partners like you, um, transform the way we are as doctors, like the way we practice medicine, the way we approach being doctors and give some freedom and some freedom of expression to that, you know?
0: Absolutely. I'm a hundred percent on board with that because that's what everybody is so desperately calling for, but yet feel so stuck in the middle of it. So I'm just so glad to hook my listeners up with you. And, um, you know, we'll get more into this episode as far as what we're talking about, but just to know the hope is there that it is possible. We are two women sitting here today who both started businesses in 2015 yes. who can say,
1: girl, don't lose hope. It is there. Keep moving that's forward. That's right. And I so appreciate who you are and what you're doing. And uh, like I said, you know, audience who's listening, I just said earlier, Dr. Aaron has inspired me to start a podcast. <laughs> you are a rock star, girl. I really do appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you
0: too. Well, let's get into your word today. It's disrupt. What a good word. Tell me why you picked it.
1: <laughs> well, so i have always been rather disruptive in my various spaces and people have a negative context about being disruptive i mean obviously in our community when you're labeled a disruptive position, it's a bad thing and so um i however have embraced it i say the things that people are thinking and don't want to say I go against the grain and I really always have. I mean, back in the day when I was starting integrative medicine as a, um, you know, almost straight out of residency, um, young doc in Atlanta, Georgia, as a, you know, short black girl with dreadlocks, it was like not popular, you know what I'm saying? And so I've always been sort of disrupt. even in residency, I always said, I would be a really bad employee because I just do my own thing. I do it. I make the way. I don't go, always go with the flow. I mean, I go with the flow in life, but not in my industry. I've always gone against the grain. But there's a reason for that. I feel like there's a lot of constraint in our industry. And in order for there to be change, there has to be disruption. And if you look at all the great leaders of our time, you know, Mahatma Gandhi and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and Nelson Mandela, you know, what they have in common, Mother Teresa, they're like disrupting the space, Even even in the space of peace, they're disrupting the status quo. And so that's how I've always seen myself as someone who disrupts the status quo in the industry, in life, you know, I just don't do things the way everybody else does them. And I encourage people to embrace that spirit.
0: Girl, I'm the same way. So I used mm-hmm. to like want to punch the term "disruptive physician" in the face. <laughs> um, I got labeled as one with you two, got and I just it. to this day it it would make me so mad. But I've recently come to the same place where I'm like, yeah, I will take that label every single day to mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. bank because you now know I'm gonna speak out and I'm gonna talk yeah and i think that's one thing we have to get over i was just at a meeting this last week and it was the um indiana state medical association they were talking about Mm -hmm. their um physician assistance program and disruptive physicians and i stood up because of course i'm going to and talked to the speaker and and i talked about why are we not addressing the root cause for which these physicians are being, quote unquote, disruptive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't throw things at people. Yeah, you shouldn't cuss people out in the hallway. But we are targeting an action and we are mm-hmm. not digging that weed out by the root. Yeah. And I think that's the important thing to see too that that's helps me embrace why I'm disruptive. Yeah. Because I don't want to swim downstream with all the other fishes. I want to go mm-hmm. upstream and see, you know, bigger and better adventures mm-hmm. and so I just I love this word I love this conversation give me more about what you're seeing as far as with other disruptions in healthcare.
1: well you know you know one of the things that that kind of sparked with me is some of the disruptive positions are you know maybe doing more extreme things but really what I'm seeing is that if you go in against the grain in any way, like when I'm talking to to moms in medicine, if they speak up in any way, they are at risk for being labeled disruptive. Yeah. So it's not just extreme stuff like cussing people out and throwing stuff. It's like just you're not just doing advocating the for yourself. Way, yeah, you're not doing things the way we do things around here and and that's and it's it's causing the that's the probably the, i think the source one of the sources of burnout is because it constrains self-expression it like puts people in a box
2: mm-hmm. so
1: you know i even from the standpoint of you know tradi- what they call traditional western versus now people stepping into integrative like that's a disruption in the space and um you know, one of the things I, I, I feel like is kind of comical is I, I was in integrative medicine a way long time ago before it became a board specialty. And so when um, the, 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 what is it called, the H- ACGME decided to make it a, a board specialty, everybody was like, woohoo, woohoo. And I was happy too, but I was probably the only one that said, well, you know, they're going to get their money because <laughs> that's what it's really about is regulation. And getting their money getting their cut of the pie right so that's another sort of like how they you know I think in in a lot of ways the system can like what's the word I want to use reel back in some of the disruption that's how they it's like the attempt to I think in a lot of ways us as givers, as physician, like physicians as, or who are givers, that's the, the kind of personality that goes into this work, and especially women, um, I think on some level, the system is capitalizing on that. And whenever we start to speak out, wake up, want to do something different, then how we are brought back in line is the threat of being labeled disruptive.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's one of those, it's like, you step out of line, they're going to try to smack you back into it. And I don't, i see that, you know, both as society at large yes. right now, yes, as absolutely. I mean, we are in the time of women and I want to encourage every woman out there that now is your time. It is. Uh-huh. And and I'm so glad to start to see that now translating into medicine mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, And I really feel like, When we can push back and say, it's not about the money, you're not Mm going to shackle that with us anymore. We're going to go find our other way. Or Mm -hmm. it's no longer about the prestige of being a physician. Guess what? I can still be a physician no matter what realm I walk into. We start empowering ourselves and realizing that those golden shackles that we have let ourselves be placed on us, we also hold the key to. Oh my gosh. I think that is, is so very powerful. And I think you're just a perfect example Mm -hmm. of, of showing that and and being like, guys, this prison that you've made up in your head, you just need to turn around and walk out the door because it's unlocked.
1: Mm -hmm. And that there's a way to do it that that's workable, right? You know, for some Docs, you know, you guys want to stay in clinical medicine. And I think we do still, we need doctors now. (laughs) Just because I left doesn't mean that everybody should leave. But um, we have to start speaking up and standing up more for ourselves. Because see, here's the thing. Without us, there's no medicine. I don't care what nobody says. You know, like, yes, they're trying to replace um, a lot of docs with nurse practitioners, um, you can't, I mean, even if they replace everybody with PAs, guess what? We still got to be around to supervise, right? Well, and there's but, still
0: so many more patients that even if, if all PAs, all nurse practitioners got yeah. independent practice at this point, there would they, still be yeah. so many patients that it yes. couldn't even
1: matter. Couldn't yes. even matter. So we will always be needed and you know if we if we walked out like if you know if we really went on strike which yeah we probably would never do which is part of the problem um not advocating that we do but i'm just saying there would be such an uprising there would be such a breakdown in the system so we got to realize our power as physicians and be willing to speak up for what we want Yeah. I think another thing with the disruption too is the
0: identification of what you want. So you Ah. know how to be disruptive about it. Like, because I meet so many doctors who are just angry about everything Mm -hmm. that their voice is no longer heard and no longer appreciated by their administration or by their group Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. they're the Debbie Downer. They complain about everything. So it's really Mm -hmm. important. I like that point that you said, like knowing what you want. If you want clinical medicine, girl, you stay in clinical medicine and you make it the practice of your dreams. If you want uh, work at home, if you want to be a professional organizer, if you want to work from the beach, you Mm -hmm. do it. You know what you want. Then you can get laser focus. And then when you disrupt, instead of just being a burst of light, that laser focus cuts.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Love that.
0: <laughs> well, if my listeners are like, "Oh my gosh, this is bomb stuff," I'm gonna have to go hang out with her more. Tell them about, you know, your website, where you're at, where you hang out, and what people might be able to jump into with you.
1: Well, so um, if you're in the space of wanting to start a side gig, you want additional stream of income, you want to start a business. If you already have a business and you really are like, okay, I want to take this from side gig to main gig status, then you can reach out to me at nextlevelphysicians.com, nextlevelphysicians.com. On that website, when you first go to the website, there's going to be a drop down that allows you to access a free webinar. So I invite you to watch that. It is the six foundations to starting and thriving a business outside of the box so i invite you to listen to that free webinar if you want to schedule a complimentary call with me you can actually do that straight from the website and um, i do have two programs that are uh, designed for moms in medicine so i say moms in medicine because it's not only physicians but i also uh, work with pharmacists and audiologists and pas and nurse practitioners it's all women in medicine moms in medicine Who want to start their business? So I have a a program called um, the, the 90 Day Startup. So if you want to launch your your program or your business in 90 days, that program is for you. And there's a secondary program for those who already have a business or who have done the 90 Day Startup called Position and Grow, and that helps you to really take that business to the next level. So if you are really looking to replace your income with this new Um, side gig, that you can do that within a year's time. So that's what I'm about, is really empowering women to create those multiple streams of income, because inside of our well-being, financial well-being and the freedom, the time freedom, is just as important as that physical, mental, emotional well-being. And it's a, you know, it's the cycle, you know, like the wheel of the wheel of life it's part of that if one is off it's going to impact the others so that's that's the main way you get in touch with me i do have a facebook group of course it's called um next level physicians doctors in business it's uh, facebook.com backslash next level physicians so very same um, as the uh, website on instagram i'm stress-free mom md the awesome. stress-free mom md um, or you can also reach me at Twitter, Dr. Myesha, just my name. And I'm on LinkedIn. as Dr. Myesha as well.
0: Love it. We will get all of that in the show notes. So <laughs> nobody needs to be writing it all down. You just That's go right. to the show notes and click on it and we'll get you all these great resources. Well, Myesha, thank you so much for coming on Dr. Me First. And I
1: just so appreciate the work that you're doing in the world. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for your podcast and how you're empowering other doctors, both on the side of the interview, the podcast, and on the side of actually the listeners themselves. Really, really appreciate you and the work you're doing out there in the world as a
2: Dr.
0: Maisha, thank you so much for coming on the Dr. Me First podcast. Seriously, listeners, if you aren't following her, she gives some amazing business advice just for free. She sprinkles it out there into the world. And i always oh, right there on Instagram, gobbling it up as much as possible. So get out there, follow Maisha, get some of her good stuff. If you have been thinking about entrepreneurship but have been scared to make the jump, let me tell you, she's the coach that you want. Um, to navigate this world and to get you off on the right foot as far as with you're doing it. So thank you so much and get it going on that. All right, kick of encouragement time. I love the phrase that Myesha said, drink my own Kool-Aid. Mm, that hit me right in the kisser because so many times I'm doing this podcast, I'm coaching with people, I'm doing speaking events, and I've really got to step back and take a good hard look of, am I drinking my own Kool-Aid? Am I doing the things that I need to do for myself? I'll give you an example of this past week. So I have been grinding. I have been working. I took on a new position about eight weeks ago where I'm helping with a hospital startup, and I'm still doing my coaching, and you know my kids, and everything. And I was starting to get down again. And I thought, what is going on with me? I don't have as much pep in my step. I don't want to get up in the mornings. Like, I don't want to even exercise. And what I realized, I was forgetting to drink my own Kool-Aid. I was forgetting to take time for myself. I had really gotten the ritual of making sure that I was getting rest because I realized more and more the most important thing in my life is not just sleep, but actually having downtime something that's not scheduled and that I can just literally just sit and breathe and do whatever in that moment. And my life had been so regulated up until this last week that I couldn't, I couldn't even remember the last time that I just sat down. I had a stack of library books next to my bed, and I hadn't even touched them. So it was time to drink my own Kool-Aid. I scheduled out a day, actually two days, that I didn't have any phone calls. I didn't have any appointments. I had bare minimum, get kids ready, make sure everybody's surviving, and just took some time to breathe. And though, I'll be honest, I was fighting that head chatter in, inside my brain of like, you should be doing something. You need to get this done. You need to do that done. You need to run this this and you need to do this for the podcast, on and on and on, I just sat with that and said, no, I really need to rest in this moment so I can be my best self. And it has made all the difference. I'm back doing some podcasts, I'm feeling good again, I'm drinking my own Kool-Aid. So what Kool-Aid do you need to be drinking? Have you stopped and listened to yourself recently and been like, "Mm, that's really good advice, Mm, probably should do that myself. If so, I encourage you to just jot it down on a post-it note and then start making copies of it and taping it up in different places to remind yourself. Usually the words that come out of our own mouths are things that we need for ourselves as well. So make sure today's kick of encouragement is drink your own Kool-Aid. Along with that, I do want to mention that registration for the Dr. Me First Facebook, or excuse me, Dr. Me First Mastermind Group is now officially open. I talked about it in episode 101, but I'm going to talk a little bit more about it today because I'm starting to get a few more questions and I'm really excited about getting this going in January 2020. So this Mastermind Group is specifically for this podcast community. I think you guys are totally badass and I want to hang out with you more. But I want to do it in a more intimate way. I don't want it to just be like a touch and go Facebook group where we kind of like maybe sort of hang out, but not really. No, I want to really coordinate this, lead this, really get and dig in to know you and you to know me so we can build each other up. Because guess what? Together we rise. So what is a mastermind group all about? It is where a group of like-minded colleagues come together with a singular purpose and then help move each other forward. There is a facilitator, that's yours truly, But in this, we're actually going to all be working together. Of course, I'll be coming in it from the life coaching perspective, the colleague perspective. Um, I've done several other mastermind groups. So I'll bring all of that in. But where it's really, really important is the group, the community. Gosh, I talk about this all the time. So again, drinking my own Kool-Aid right now. We have to form community around us. We can get so isolated in a world today that I think it's just so important to have this. So the purpose of this specific mastermind is going to be to provide accountability, encouragement, and help to develop the areas of your life, your work, your business that you're most struggling with. So you get to self-identify with that. And what I ask each participant to do is make a commitment. So as a member of the mastermind, you commit to showing up and getting the most out of these group meetings and coaching sessions. You're committing to bringing your full self, whatever that is, the good, the bad, the ugly, the hot mess. I want it all. You commit to doing your homework assignments to the best of your ability. And you know what? Some days that's 100% and other days that's 1%. And it's absolutely okay. I just want you to bring what you have with your homework to the best of your ability. You're also committing to being honest and kind to yourself and others. And also because I want everybody to have skin in the game, this is gonna be a paid group because I think it's really important to put our money where our mouth is. We really value things. I've tried running free groups before, and people kind of half-ass it. I'm not going to lie. But it seems like when I say, okay, I'm going to hold you accountable, not just emotionally, not just physically where you have these groups, but financially, ooh, it ups the ante, and these groups get magical. So my commitment to you as being part of the mastermind, I promise to bring my full self. I'm going to coach my ass off for you guys. I'm going to be transparent about my journey, my successes, my struggles, and where I'm at and where I'm going. I'm going to coach you to the best of my ability so that you can become your best self. I'll bring unbiased, unjudgment. All of that to you. Showering you with kindness. And I'll probably occasionally give you those small pushes of encouragements. But I'll also bring my big strong shoulders to support as well. And I will definitely keep you accountable. If you're not showing up. I'm going to be tapping in your email to say what's up girl come on get in here we want you and what's the structure of this group well it's going to be a six month commitment so we're going to start in January and we're going to end the last part of June and there's going to be three components every month one we're going to have a theme we're going to have a group session that we meet a private one-on-one where you and I get together in a private setting and then the last part is a study hall where we work together through maybe your homework. Maybe you just need to sit down to do your checkbook. Hell, maybe you just need to clean out some closets and you need to take some time on your schedule to actually get this done. That's what the study is going to be for. The, t- the stuff that you need to get done so that you can move forward, whatever that is. If you have more questions, I would love for you to email me. I can definitely talk more through this. There's also going to be a link in the show notes. So if you're ready to look and sign up please click on it and let's get going I've already got one signed up super excited for her and I hope to get a few more Again, this is gonna be a small group. I don't like the big groups. I think there's something about having an intimate group that's important. So I am gonna keep this to a low number. I'm thinking around eight. So I would love for you to go ahead, let me know if you're interested. If you have questions, email them to me. If you wanna hop on a phone call and talk more about it, I am certainly available for you. So think about it. Dr. Me First Mastermind, January 2020. Okay, friend. Well, how I always end this, I want to shout out this reminder one more time to you. Your life, your calling, your pulse matters. Bye.